What's going on guys, Handsome Homebuyer here, and on today's podcast we have Rebecca Cohen and Danielle Adornado. Check it out. Yeah, yeah kid, welcome, welcome everybody back to another episode of the Handsome Homebuyer podcast. My name is Charles, aka the Handsome Homebuyer, aka Captain Permit, aka... Do it. Have do you been have rehearsing? A, do you have I a theme song? Myself. Do you have a theme song? Of course. It's like, it's, you've never listened. That's okay. Wait, I listened to your podcast though. And they all have Latin-ness at the beginning. It's like, yeah. see, she just did the shimmy. You didn't shimmy at all. Weren't you, didn't you dance for like a DJ company? Did I make that up? You made that up. You're a bartender. You've bartended though. Okay, that I didn't make up. No. All right. Yeah, I just Not felt, I felt like you were a dancer though. No. Are you a dancer? Do you have any rhythm? You're Italian. I'm Italian, and I have mostly everything we did last week. We have, we have, we have rhythm as a people. I'm Italian, you know that, right? Yes, we discussed this. Yes, Mm -hmm. you. Okay, I do remember that. What's my What's my third name? I believe it's El Judio Maravilloso. (laughs) You did rehearse that. Did rehearse. Did you run that by your wife? Did no, you say, how does this sound? I was freaking editing the last podcast. I was like, fuck, man. I got <laughs> to freaking get this right. You're like, I have a reputation to protect. <laughs> I can't I can't go out looking like this. Yes. I can't even say this word right now. All right, how about oh this? God. What does it mean? The marvelous Jew. The marvelous yes. Jew? The marvelous Jew. I like that. That's right. <laughs> you know who else you would like if you met him? Who else, Libby? Not sure. Captain Permit. 516-513-8838. If you need plans, you need permits, you need anything permit related from Elmont to Montauk, we got you. We got the best, most comprehensive staff in the business. 516-513-8838. Obviously, I'm the handsome home buyer. If you have a house that smells like cat pee, it's dated from the 1960s. Six inches of mold on the wall. Human waste floating past the basement steps. Land, commercial property, apartment buildings. I don't give a shit. If it's on Long Island, if it's in the five boroughs, I'm quick, I'm easy, I'm a good time. Oh. All of those things? Oh, I don't know if we're supposed to be doing that. This, this is a G-rated show, ladies. I, I want to buy it. One thing I want to announce that we just did, which we're going to talk about on here because it's super cool because I think both of you guys should do this. Ugh. It's okay. It's okay? Yeah. New text platform, right? 516, right? Take this down, people. 516 871 I don't care who you are, where you're texting me from. Text me anytime. This is my new tax platform. We're gonna get one-to-one engagement. You can ask me any questions you want about real estate investing, permits, you name it. The sky is the limit. Text me on that number, 516-871-3511, and I will get back to you guys as soon as I can. Bang. So, oh, you look intrigued. Yeah. And I feel like you're you're a difficult person to get intrigued. Like, you're not easily impressed. Like, you're- I'm what's, not. I, like, What's the term, my JB said this the other day. It was, you are, not it wasn't about you. It was just it was in general uh-huh. because I don't think you and JB have met each other. We did a deal together. You and JB? Yeah. Really? Small world. We just closed on it in August in uh, Dick's Hills. Yeah. Really? I I brought the buyers to no his sh- listing. No she shit. The buyers. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what this thing was now. But I think he said something like the term was easy to please but hard to impress. Mm, like you're like way. a cool. It's, wow. it's a compliment. Like yeah. you're super cool. Go with the flow, but. You could you could have McDonald's and you'd be super happy, but at the same time you're difficult to impress. I did, yeah. I mm. don't get impressed by like glitz and glitter and you know like you can be fantastic and you can tell me everything about how wonderful wonderful you are and I will like you, mm. but it doesn't mean that I'm going to like be highly impressed by you. Like I'm more impressed by character than fake. Amen. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. No, I'm yeah. with that. I like it. Mm-hmm. Less talk, more action. Yeah. I have to introduce you guys. So, I was recently on their show mm, six months ago. Was it mid-COVID? No. Three months it ago? Was, Four months ago? It was. Wow. No, I remember because what it was when we, you, did the, you did the first car thing and you were looking for that property and we had Old Westbury, but it just wasn't big enough. I was growing a beard at the time. Yeah. Yeah, no. Wow, I, this is the first time yeah. I, I was actually, yesterday was the, the first time I saw you without the beard. So we have, from United Mortgage, a fellow Italian, Danielle Adonato. How you said that perfectly. I, I got it, I got it. It just, it kind of like, once you get the first part, it, it just, flow. it rolls. And we have Century 21, a fellow, I think, I'm gonna say this, and I, I feel like it might be wrong, mm-hmm. a fellow Hebrew. <laughs> sort of. No, Rebecca. We can go over the details Re- of that if you want. Re- Rebecca Cohen, <laughs> <laughs> Century 21 American Homes. 
good to chop it up with you guys again. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, that popped in my mind. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna say this on the way here. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna say this. And then I'm like, I definitely know she's Italian. That I got. And then I'm like, I don't know if Rebecca's Jewish because <laughs> Cohen is sometimes, I'm like, it could be a married thing or an ex-married thing. It could be just a name, but it's not Jewish all the time. And I'm like, she's from St. Louis. Are there Jews there? I don't know, but I'm going to say it anyway and see what happens. Do you want the short version? I want whatever version you want to tell me. Okay. Born and raised Catholic. Okay. In St. Louis. Uh-huh. Married a Jew. Okay. Um, converted to Judaism. Wow, you're like my mother. Hmm. Um, so my kids are born Jewish. Okay. Wow. So I had a are mikvah they... while I was pregnant. Wow. Are they going to be? My dad was just talking about this this morning. Are they going to be bat mitzvahed? Yes. Wow. Um, I do not practice yes. Judaism. Do they? They do. They go to Hebrew school? Mm, they will. Wow. Um, and, but really like, yeah, I'm just kind of whatever now. I don't really practice anything in particular. Okay. Okay. That's but, interesting. I mean, I'm not, you know. so my mother, similar situation as me. So my mother is a hundred percent Sicilian, like mm -hmm. from Brooklyn. Like out of the Goodfellas movie, everyone's like Peter Paul, the hair slicked back, all that stuff on that side of the family. And she married my father, and then right before I was born, she converted, mm -hmm. and she's the most religious person in my family. Mm -hmm. Like, she, I mean, I I probably know like yeah. I'm I when I converted, I knew more about Judaism than my ex husband's entire. Well, you family. had to go through the whole process because with the rabbi and take the classes I did and all, all these that classes. stuff. Classes, I took Hebrew classes, I took wow. everything. You, I went to so much school to you, become Jewish. <laughs> what is the process to become Jewish? Because I'm always like joking that so it's much more simple than Catholic side of things. Probably to, to become like, to become Jewish versus well, what becoming Catholic. Yeah. So what's the process to convert to Judaism? Okay, so this you have to go great. through a lot of classes. Okay. And you do have to go through Hebrew classes, but you don't have to actually know Hebrew. How many classes are we talking? Like, how long does this take? Uh, like it took like two years of classes. What? Wow. So I did like two years of classes. Um, you had to do like group classes and individual classes. And this was in St. Louis? But, oh, and before you even get into the classes, you have to like beg and plead for them to let you in the classes. With the rabbi? Yeah. So it's like a cult? No, this didn't really but happen. You have to We wouldn't do that. My people wouldn't do that. Well, we open, we welcome everybody. Yeah, but for once, <laughs> eventually you welcome uh, everybody. Well, you know what it is? Okay, mm. you know what? I take that back. They were like, ah. Being Jewish and Converting this is, is hard. Okay, but so being Jewish, and this is a good thing because I guess that's the difference between becoming or converting, though. I, I is don't. It, or it's no, yeah. Same. If you're born into it, it's different. You're just into you it. You have you're to there. either be born Jewish yeah. or you have to have a mikvah to become Jewish. Now, don't take offense to this, but we're in like a special club. Being Jewish is like it's just like a special I have thing. Your certificate. <laughs> there's definitely like there's definitely opportunities that I have gotten because my last name is Weinraub. Like I've call to buy properties from people that are very Jewish or religious organizations, Jewish religious organizations, and then like, what's your name? I was like, I said my name, I'm like, no, no, no. What's your last name? I'm like, oh, really? it's, it's Weinrab. And they're like, oh, that's great. I don't know, okay, now we can talk with added doubt. There's like, listen, every culture that's has their camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. We if just, you're trying to buy or sell something in certain towns, your name can make a difference. Or just, just in, in general, we, yeah. We, yeah. We, we do rule. I mean, I'm Italian, so don't take, but we do rule the world. We do. <laughs> we rule Hollywood. We do. We, we own everything. No? Maybe. So the point is this. Maybe this, it's like a little bit of like a hazing process. Like we're not just gonna, yeah. we're not just gonna give it all to you. Cause like I always say, if you want to, if you want to be successful, you convert to Judaism the next day, the next, you'll immediately make 25% more the next year. This is mm -hmm. a guarantee. I don't know why it happens. It just happens. Mm -hmm. So that's just going to give that. You have, there's a process. So I guess it's two yeah. years. It's two years. <laughs> Danielle's like, It's what? two years no. and a mikvah. What is the mikvah? That's the bath. You're definitely more Jewish than I am. You know way more about this but stuff than I But she doesn't really do. practice um, it now. Yeah, I don't really practice anymore. I, well, honestly, I don't practice because I, like since I got divorced, I don't have a single family member who is Jewish. Okay. So this is so interesting. I don't have actually so kind of anybody that. to even do anything with. So it's like, why would I even do it? Do you know and, the difference uh, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Because I yes. didn't. Okay, I didn't until like two years ago, which I'm embarrassed um, to say. That's what I'm saying. Like you know more about yeah. Judaism than I probably do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I still teach my kids about everything. Wow. And I do the stuff with them, but. 
I don't really practice anymore because I don't really have anybody like to do anything with. I'm not. Gonna... I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not very religious. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I like being Jewish because I. I kind of feel like I like the cultural it's aspect a cultural of it. Thing. Yeah. I like. I feel like I'm I in never the, in the felt club. that about. I didn't know that was like. You a didn't whole feel that about being Italian though. Okay. Oh. Well. All right. <laughs> oh no, I'm saying about being oh, Jewish. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I never really got the cultural. Vibe, you have to be. Oh, I, I guess think you have to be Jewish to get it. But there's a whole. If it makes you feel better, and I don't. You're probably thinking, Charles. I don't care. Um, Italians and Jews are the same. They're exactly, they're like the same people. We both like It's all about food. Which yours is way better. Mm -hmm. Like the Italian half of me, like my mother mm -hmm. cooks her ass off. Italian food is so much better than Jewish food. Like we have cafilta fish, which is, and we have like mm -hmm. liver and stuff. And we have mm -hmm. matzah. Chopped liver is good. You like chopped liver? Yeah. Matzah's good too. It. Yeah. Yes, I, but it's not like chicken parm oh, yeah. and like, all the things that you have. God, you're making me hungry. So, well, Italian uh, food is what Jews eat when it's not a holiday, a, a Jewish holiday. No, I thought it was Chinese. We huh? eat Chinese. Yes. Well, yeah, that too. Um, but I was going to say the other thing that is the same is that your parents only want you to w marry within your own. Mm. But my parents can't say that Similar. to me. Yeah. Yours can't. No. Well, you have. And I've never. That's different because you have both. Yeah, so it's, my mother can't really say that to me. She, she, well, not that she would. She's like, I just want you to be happy. I've never actually cliche. I've never dated somebody that was Jewish, even when I like went to camp. Never, yeah, no, never, never dated anyone that was Jewish. Just by chance or by choice? I don't know. I, I think about this often. I sometimes is it like one of these things where whatever you're supposed to date or whatever you're around, you just like go the opposite. Do you know what I mean? Because you're just, mm. you've been around that for so, some people just go the opposite way. Hmm. Like they just feel like they need to like. Like the forbidden fruit scenario. Buck the system. Does that make sense? I never yeah. thought about that, but that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I think it's very common with girls, more so with guys maybe. I don't know, I'm not a guy. But that <laughs> like whatever your parents want you to have, you want to go the total opposite direction. Yeah, or even like, I don't even, I can't even say my parents ever cared or like commented or said anything. Uh -huh. I think it's just basically like what you're around, you're just, I guess it's kind of like a two, like a double-edged sword. What you're around, you don't want because you're so used to it and you want something new and exciting. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you, a lot of times you ultimately end up coming back, back yes. to that because it's what's comfortable and what you can relate. We talked about what that, you can relate about to. what you're used to. I think when we were talking about, because um, you're close to your mom. Yes, very. So you look for characteristics subconsciously. Yes. Yeah, same thing with my father. Like, yes. Not necessarily his look or things, but what he, his qualities. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, just no. a subconscious thing. So you crave, you crave the interest, you crave the spontaneity or the difference. You crave the new thing, but you really want the certainty. Mm. Yeah, I think you, it's exciting. Yeah, it's it. exciting to be, like because you spent 15 years just around like, XYZ type of person, right? Because mm -hmm. Long Island is- I think is... we should just start a dating show. <laughs> the, I mean, they have, uh, what's the that? Next, is next, that all we ever talk next about? Next edition of this, married, we're gonna start having couples come on. Married, uh, Matchmaking in real estate? Married at first, what is it, Married at First Sight? Is that that show that's on right now? Oh, love it. Wait, Ma no, Married no, at First Sight. Seen something advertised somewhere. Yeah. Married, really? like they just get married and then what they- What about the Love is Blind one? I don't Did watch you see TV. that? It was like behind the wall. They didn't ever actually um, see each other. I never saw it, but I heard about it. Maybe yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't watch TV, but like, I know what you're talking about. With the wall in between them. I know what you're talking about. It's so weird to me. What? Oh, that? Like, it's like the married at first sight and love. People like, just all want fame. Things. They just want fame. They don't care. Like, why can't you just go out to dinner, <laughs> get to know somebody, and then maybe like work up to meeting the parents? Or I feel like you're, and I think this is very cool. <laughs> this is like you're like a. Um, you're like a you're a, a modern woman with like a, a old an old school. soul with yeah. an old soul, mm -hmm. which is kind of like the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm just no. listening. I've been paying you compliments, but you keep giving <laughs> me this you. you keep giving me this look. Oh, I don't. And I'm do, like, I'm I don't trying do to understand. Compliments very well. Oh, that's what it that's is. That's what it is. I really don't take compliments very well. Like, you does she think I'm full of shit? Like, what's happening here? Anybody who knows here? me, I'm so terrible with compliments. Why? I don't know. Some, I should probably like talk to a therapist about it. I Therapy don't know. is very interesting shit. Yeah. It is. If you get a good one. If you get a bad mm -hmm. one, they just make you think you're fucking nuts. Now, just to keep I, back. I, don't, I don't know. I think secretly most of them are really nuts. So it's just a they are. combination of just crazy. 
so I um, started, I guess in like May or June, um, I started, I had, I got a life coach. Okay, that's cool. How's that going? Amazing. Yeah? Like, I would highly recommend it. Really? To so many people. So, I'm very curious about this. What do they help you with? And what I'm more curious about is, what are their qualifications? Because most mm. life coaches I've heard of have never, like, most of them have never done shit. And I'm like, how are mm-hmm. you coaching me if you've never done shit? Well, there's, like, courses and things that okay. they've gone through and they have certain certifications. No, some of them are super experienced yeah. and, like, done everything. So, like, the life coach helps me with all kinds of things, like business, okay, um, mom stuff, okay. Okay. relationship stuff, balance, oh. things like that. So, so like, kind of like a therapist. Kind of, it's kind of like a therapist. But with a business but side so to it. not so, like... Clinical. Yeah, clinical. Sterile. It's, yeah. More like, it's more like, oh, these are problems. Like, how are you going to work it out? Like, let's break it down. Let's That's break down how to solve these problems. And it helps me solve problems faster. So what led you to making that decision to find a life coach? I kind of like had been thinking about like getting a coach in some way for a while, like a business coach maybe. Okay. Um, just because you wanted to like get to another level. Just to like level. get to the next level. Like, okay. Just to, like, okay, like let's really like break it down. Like we're, how, what do we have to do to meet this, these next goals? Okay. And um, And how do we do it while like being – a mom to two kids. Yeah, I don't know how you really do it. really demanding of my yeah. time. Like I look at you and I look at um, Christina Shaw and I'm yeah. just like, what? It's a lot. What? It's hard. It, it's time consuming. I can't even and imagine. it's draining, right? So it's like, okay, like, so how do I keep like, how do I keep going? How do I keep doing better and doing more even though like I'm doing some hard things already, right? So I um. So I started working with this life coach, okay. and I've been working with her once a week since how did like you, May How did you June. find her? Um, I found her through a business group that I'm in. Okay. And she's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And gotten me to meet goals that I might not have ever met yet. Is it, mm. okay, how long have you been working with her for? Since May or June. Is it the... So I guess almost is, six months. Is it the accountability? Is it that she's motivating you? Is it that she's like super smart and puts different ideas in your head? Like, I'm curious to know how that how She works. talks me through problems that, like with a different perspective. She gets me to see problems in a different way. Okay. Um, is one thing. So whenever a problem comes up and you just like, you know how like sometimes the same problem will keep coming up over and over again in your life? And it might come up in a different way. I know what you're saying. But it's like the similar yeah. thing and you're like, oh, this is just like that. Oh, like I could avoid this if I just like stop doing, stop getting myself into the same situation, right? And so she kind of coaches me through like not getting caught up in the things that lead to those same problems. Interesting. Or to see where the real problem is. You know how like you think you have a problem and you think that A is the problem. Okay. And then all of a sudden you realize that B is actually the problem. And then you have another problem that comes up and C is that problem, but it's actually B. And then D comes up, but it's still actually a B problem. So it's the same theme, different, coming it up in different ways. but I get exactly no, it makes sense. what you mean. No, it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But it's still so always I back to and you never fix B, so you, until you, have you to fix, fix B, B, A, B, A, C, D, E, all gonna F, keep they're all going to keep coming up until you fix B. Well, that's the cool part about life coaching I mean, I'll lump therapy life coaching mm-hmm. all that stuff kind of into the same if you A some people don't have people to, to talk to that mm-hmm. are intelligent or that are going to really be honest or whatever it is right and sometimes you need someone like you, you're kind of set in your thought process of this is what the situation is or this is what my life is or whatever it is and you, you right. need a you need a third party they don't care totally, about hurting your feelings exactly who will mm-hmm. just be like this is what it is from my Shoot perspective mm-hmm. yeah yeah you have to make the adjustment. Mm-hmm. And it's worked? Yeah. Totally. Like, so better mom, better at business, better balance, better at home. But it everything. starts with you, too, because you recognize that you wanted to improve in these areas. Right. Like, I think I've always kind of thought, not always, but for probably about four years now, self-improvement has been become important. Okay. So, like, I've really, like, set aside time and money and to invest in getting better at things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and like this is just like the next level of that. And the cool thing about that is like you you are on a top team. You are a top team. Like mm-hmm. you guys are in because I I looked through the stats recently. Mm-hmm. You guys are top one percent of all agents on Long Island. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You knew that, right? I did know that. Okay. I did. <laughs> the accepting yes. compliments thing. Oh, thank like, you. Just went right. <laughs> thank you. No, no now, now, now you accepted that well. Um, yes. We're so in the top, top 1%. Yeah. So the cool thing is like, here you are. And most people would say, oh, you're the top 1%. You don't, you don't need to be like getting better. You don't need to be studying. And here you are like putting money aside to get a life coach to, you know, to get to the next level. all yes. those things. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's helping me make steps in my business move my business forward in ways that I want to. I'm a better mom because of it. How do you do all of that stuff? Like, like in what way? Like how do you balance, how do you make? Yeah, like I look at you and I look at Christina and I'm just like, I don't know how the hell they do it. Well, I think that first, um, You guys you also have both accept. have that really good wild hair thing going. We're like, Which, we're like kindred spirits. I. Like she was in here last we week, and I'm little... like, "Your hair!" Like every time I talk, I'm just like, "Your hair is great, amazing." Yeah. And you kind of have that like wild yeah. beachy mm-hmm. thing going on. Yeah, we've both Maybe got, you guys got are the naturally spirit. curly hair, and it gets really crazy on rainy days. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, "How do you how do you balance all that stuff?" Because I well, I think you accept that you're never gonna feel like it's balanced. Okay. First, you just have to accept that it's never going to feel like it's balanced. But you have to compartmentalize things. Like you have to be like, okay, like right now I'm working. Right now I'm with my kids. So like I found that when I was... It's hard in our business though. It is. It's really hard. I don't do balance well. That's why I'm really intrigued by this shit. Mm. Like I found that if I was running my kids to practices and games and making dinner and doing homework and trying to answer calls and texts and emails for work all at the same time, guess what was getting done? Nothing. Nothing was getting done well, for sure. And guess who was a wreck by the end of the day? (laughs) Me. This girl. (laughs) So you have to realize, like, you just have to separate. You know, you have to say, like, okay, like, this is the time I'm doing this, and this is the time I'm doing that. And you don't like twitch. Like if you see your fo- like if you're with, oh, uh, it's so hard. I was gonna yes, say you have to be I a very like disciplined crazy. I'm like, person. Like I'll like hear it, or I, I have an Apple Watch now, and I don't wear it every day because it vibrates. It'll just when go, I get a text. go, go off, oh, yeah. And I'll be like driving the car to soccer, and I'll be like, it's you know, and I, you know, it's like everybody's texting you for work. And our business is twenty four seven. It is. It's twenty four seven, but it's only twenty four seven if you allow it to be also. And that's the thing. Like, you're in charge of your time. You really are. So it's hard to accept you, that. Look, I, I am partners with somebody who will answer his phone, phone calls and texts at all hours of the day. And I used to do that. Mm-hmm. But then there became a point at which I decided after 9 o'clock at night, I am not oh, taking work Oh, yeah, calls no, no, no. But nobody, nobody can get mad at you for that, though. Exactly. Right. And during dinner time, like if I'm having dinner or I'm making dinner or I'm doing homework with my kids... I'm not answering calls at that time, but I'll follow up when I'm done. Okay. And so she's exactly saying how you set your schedule. Right. Like eventually it's, people it's get about used you to. set a schedule and people and get you used to honor your own schedule. You and are very fuck everybody else. Whoa. You are a very disciplined person. No, it's I would hard. Like, it's hard. I'm not don't I mean I fail sometimes. I'm not perfect. But Really, like if somebody, if you have a client who doesn't like that they called you at five o'clock mm-hmm. and you didn't get back to them until eight, it's really not your yeah. problem. That's actually their problem. So I have this new shtick with the podcast where I'm, <laughs> where I'm, where I'm making t-shirts. So, so I'm making, I listen to the whole podcast and then when someone, whatever like someone's quote is that I like, I put it on a t-shirt yes. and I'm putting it on a website and whatever we sell, it all goes to the charity of their choice. So yours uh-huh. is going to be honor your own schedule. Wait, what was that thing you just said? Fuck. And fuck everybody and else. fuck everybody else. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, are you, I mean, well, I mean, you have You and I are different. We have we have a yeah, lot. We have more time. Yeah, a little bit more free. Um, but I still have this conversation with people all the time. Actually, I was having this with Devlin in the office yesterday. We were talking about how I think I went to have drinks with one of my friends the other night and it's I'm just pulling up and I'm thinking, okay, I got all my work done, so I chose to go out that night and nine forty five I see it. Hey, can you break down what would my payment be for and I'm like oh. At what time? Nine forty five. She goes, Oh, what would it be if I added this to it? And and I looked and um, 
I so badly was going to turn it over, just like you said, and not, and l- let them understand, you know, it's late. But you gave into the temptation. But I didn't break down numbers. Instead, I said, you know what? There's a new way. I could do it. Hey, got your message. Let me let me run this for you first thing in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So it's, All right, that's I have cool. done that sometimes. Sometimes I will do that, too. But it's then on my mind for the rest of the night. Don't forget yeah. this. Writing it down. I got on my laptop that night. Let me check this before I forget in the morning. It's... It's never gonna stop. See, I like to hear you say that kind of stuff because sometimes it's I, sometimes I feel to. like I'm like, do I have like a problem? Like, am I like, am I an addict? <laughs> am, am I like, am I like a workaholic addict? And it's tough having the people around you understand this is a, this is how we pay our bills. Yeah. So you also right. do like you, like you really like to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> because you do like a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I'll be behind the bar sometimes on the phone with a client, like scratching. Okay, yeah, yeah. I have that. I'll run in two minutes, okay? Run to the bathroom. <laughs> like. But it's also, and, and the people around you will understand, I've learned, on trips and stuff, um, or holidays. I think it was Easter, and my dad pointed out. And now you feel bad. It's You walk away for a second, oh, she's on a work call. And you feel the eye rolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll work again. But eventually they understand it, it's how we pay our bills. Unfortunately, ours isn't a nine to five. And yeah. if. But it's setting the standards, okay. Do you like that though? The not nine to five? Or yeah, the not nine to five. Sometimes I crave that. I'm like, no, I, I wish say, I could just walk out and, Because okay. you've, have you've always done like unconventional hours type jobs? Technically, yeah. Right before this, I was in restaurant management. So even when if I left the restaurant, if somebody needed something, I mean, I'm kind of like always on call. Oh, you must be a really patient person. You bartend, you were in restaurant management, and you do mortgages? People are nuts. Like, I got into... I think I'm going to be a really grumpy old lady one day. What, you think one day you're just going to snap and that's it? Like, I... One day, I'm going to... I hope I don't grow old and grumpy because of no, people always... People don't grow old and grumpy. I think they're just grumpy and they okay. just get worse. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, as you get older, you definitely get worse, but it was who you were right. to begin with. Like, you don't totally pull a 180. No, no. I mean, I went to... I was... Originally going to school for special ed, so like it's always been a. Oh yeah, thing. you have to have a, you. Yeah, you are a very patience. very patient person. Yeah, and I think they all tie together. They all, oddly enough, all industries. I mean, hospitality deals exactly with what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are in hospitality. Whether you want to say it that way or not, we are serving yep. the people. No one else is. How many bosses do we have a day? I'm answering to realtors, attorneys. If it's not in a timely manner, just like in in hospitality or restaurant service. Someone's complaining to who, and I need answers for somebody and everybody. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I think, I think if everybody, regardless of what business you're in, looks at it like the hospitality business, I think that they would do much better in their business because you are, you're creating an experience for people. Like I always right. say, with my with my investors, I create an experience for them, as if they're with me, like on the front lines. That's a good way. To put we're rent, we're flipping this house together. Because a lot of people that want to invest in real estate, but for whatever, let's say they, any number of reasons, they don't have all the money, they don't have all the time, they don't have the education, they don't have the guts, whatever it is, they just, they don't like, you know, cat pee and fleas, like whatever it is, but they want to have that same emotional connection to it. Mm -hmm. So if I structure my investments in a way that these people get to like feel like they're doing it with me, because essentially we are, that, that leads to a lot more business for me. And it's also setting expectations. in the same way for your clients too, for the, they're understanding for the, the process, the scenario. You're, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. They're they they understand. They know like I'm just not giving this guy my money and like where is it going? Mm-hmm. Is this a made off thing? They they get it. They see it. Right. It's like real. Right. They see it going from you know shit to shinola, whatever. Uh, but I think everybody can do that in, in every business. I think that's exactly what the what we're all trying to do in our businesses. You know on. Our team, it's all about the experience, you know, because we've said this, I think we said this on our last podcast with you, buying a house can be a terrible experience. It can be messy. It can be hard. Yes. There are road bumps. There are going to be problems. Especially now. And nobody now sees that more side than of it. ever. Now it's like just nuts. But our goal is to create a really nice experience, despite all the problems, despite the things like everybody, there's always going to be problems. But the goal is really to just create a really nice, enjoyable experience because it's a, it is a really special thing. You know, like buying your first house is a big deal or selling your house is a big deal. Home is where all of, you know, so many things happen. So it's important that it is a really nice experience. So just like you're trying to create this great experience for investors that you work with, 
we're trying to create a great experience for yeah. the buyers and sellers that we work with. You know, like our goal is to get them into a home. You know, home is really, really important to people. Yeah, no. I so think making that learning a great too experience. that it's not going to be seamless. Like when I first started in this business, and when you, of course, you come up with a different problem on every file. It's got something different. Yeah. You learn so much over the years where, oh, I've never seen this before. And Mortgages. going to see something new. Mortgages is like, God bless you. But it's also being like, okay, it's not seamless, but it's okay. You go through, and I had a bumpy road of, it was like three files in a row where I'm like, geez, these are tough ones. Yeah, mortgage is hard. And, and I saw probably 10 problems in each file where we overcame them, but it's also then at that point getting through the file is one part of it, but how to set the expectations and let the clients and everybody else be okay with it was the other side of it. So you're, okay, we're hur jumping hurdles, mm -hmm. but not making them feel like you are too. Right, like, it's like saying, "Hey, we kind of hiding happened, everything under the covers." Or this did happen, but yeah. but we figured it out. This is how we're fixing the problem, or this is what we need you to do to help fix the problem, and and people are grateful whenever you talk about the problem, but you don't treat it like a fire. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. You know, to I mean, you it is a fire. You're like, "Oh shit, I gotta do it." But not letting them feel the burden. That, we got not, this. taking the burden, yeah. emotional burden, off of them because it's already emotional for them. I think the secret really to everything in life, this is like business or personal, is just communication. Like Big. solid communication. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something they don't wanna hear. Like for me, I would rather you tell me, I don't care what you have to tell me, just as long as it's the truth, or just tell me what it is and don't we'll deal with it. it. Otherwise, yeah, if, if you don't tell me, or if you don't get back to me, and then I like think about it, it'll just drive me nuts. Mm -hmm. So if something crazy happens, like again, what, what, what you guys do as loan officers, is very stressful and there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of shit. And then like the government will change the guidelines on you. Like I was in the middle of doing a deal and all of a sudden um, they bumped the credit requirement. I guess that happened not that long During ago. COVID. Mm -hmm. They bumped it 20 points or something with like 620 to 640 or something like that. And the loan officer was like, ah, like he was already bumping their credit, doing something to like get their credit up. And he's like, ah, he's like throwing papers in the air. It's a lot. And the people who are used to the way in general, our business was what eight, now probably ten years ago. I'm used to saying eight years, but we're, yeah. <laughs> we're a little further off. When it was a much different process, you know. Now it's how long have you been doing this for? Well, I'm saying like back when the process was oh, so yeah. much. What two? When was it? Um, I've been doing this for five years, but okay. when did it all change? 2008. What 2008? Yeah. So people who are used to that side of it and come in, okay, send me over this. Mm, well, <laughs> step by step. No, it's a totally it's different. Not ballgame. just walk in and put an offer anymore. Mm -hmm. It's totally different. So, what are you guys seeing going on in the market right now? It's like it's super competitive for both of you guys on mm -hmm. the listing side. When you're working with buyers, trying get houses, and then I mean, yeah. mortgage industry is crazy, obviously, between you know refinances and purchases. But you guys are having problems too because they're having problems getting people accepted offers. So, mm -hmm. like, what are you guys doing different to stand out? What's like, what has been your experience of what's going on in the last? you know, four months. Do you want to go first or me? You know, this conversation was in my head actually when I was on my way here about exactly that, standing out. Um, and it was when two people recently asked me about, they were trying to get into rentals and saying like, nobody's answering me. I'm trying to, maybe you have some advice on what I can say. And subconsciously in my head, I'm basically making it like a mortgage pre-approval is, well, you know, if a million people are asking about this apartment, what's, you're just writing, hey, I'm interested. Wait, so what was the scenario? It was actually my sister and a friend, two people recently. Hey, Danielle, I keep trying to look at apartments and nobody's answering me even. I can't even get Oh, they're trying to rent that. So this is rent for something. renting, but I automatically linked it to what I do. And I said, oh, no, that's not my totally my department, but what are you writing in your emails? What are you saying? Oh, I'm interested. Okay, so if 50 people are interested, what's standing out your email from the rest? And immediately I was like, oh God, I sound like I'm setting up a pre-approval. What's making your pre-approval stronger than the next? No, that's smart business stuff. Mm -hmm. And actually, my sister texted me yesterday. Thanks, thanks for setting up my email template. I got some of your responses. <laughs> and I sat there. I said, well, you have to think. These people are listing an apartment just as a, a person listing a house. These people, we see it at the open houses. They're overflowing. Oh, my So gosh. you come in with so a pre-approval from a bank, whatever, you know, bigger bank, pre-approval you don't want to see, Quicken Loans, whatever it may be, that, okay, half-assed pre-approval, or they didn't do their qual uh, all their documents. You walk in with that and the next person walks in, hey, I have this, I did, it's fully underwritten. Well, you look at them, okay, <laughs> come on. It's, what's standing you out? 
Yeah. Well, in it's, this market, and we tell people too, it's and so sales. competitive. Yeah, you sales You can't just half-ass this. You have to go in with your strongest best, go through the full pre-approval process, get a full underwritten pre-approval, and yeah, it may seem like a pain in the butt, but you're up against strong offers, which comes into what yeah. we talked about last week about putting in your, sh- what's the best offer. Yeah, putting your best foot forward. This is the chance to put your best foot forward. And what that means. Um, Even last week I said to a client, I said, look, I said, if you don't get this house because you didn't go up enough, another $10,000, are you going to kick yourself for not going up the $10,000. Yeah. Like, number one, are you comfortable going up to that price? If you're comfortable going up to that price, this is not the chance to be like, oh, but I might be able to get it for less. No, Can't it's not. Yeah. Like, you just have to go for it. Yeah. You have to be aggressive. You have to put your best foot forward every single time. You have to be all in. If you're in, you've got to be all in or get out. Yeah, I feel like you gotta say plain and simple, what's the number you're willing to lose the house at? Right. Like that Mm -hmm. direct, like what number are you willing to to lose the house at? Um, So, you know, what have you been seeing out there? And like, and so what have you, what have you guys been doing? Because for me as as an investor, who's looking at offers, right? uh, There are times that I will, I will take offers, I I will take an offer that's not the highest offer if I know that the mortgage person is Mm -hmm. awesome or if the realtor's like on point because there's a lot of like just weekend warrior people and it's a mess. Which goes just in the same thing, which one you're, you kind of weigh it out in the same way. Yeah, so if I'm getting a call, I give you an example, I I accepted an offer two and a half months in, there's still, there's an issue with the credit still and they never even ran, what's that search that you guys run to see see if there's any like like federal liens and stuff that usually goes wrong? Title? No. There's some kind of, it's a funky name. Somebody told me Ju- Like judgments on the buyer? Yeah, yeah. Like so, so when you- a title search that comes up. No, when you're pre-qualifying somebody. Oh, I mean, we can sometimes find that in our DU findings, but maybe that's, that's separate. What maybe that's um, what it's called. It's like, this if someone comes to you- We have an internal you, search also. Someone comes to you and they're like, yo, yeah, I don't have any like lean judgments anything. And then later on, not before the title, you find out like, oh, they have a $40,000 student loan. Mm. Is there like a name well, for the, that? If it's not in the credit um, report? Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's just a credit report and this guy used a funky name. <laughs> but, uh, to, uh, something like that should come up on credit, Yeah, right? that would come up on credit, typically. Sometimes if they disclose that, though, and it's not on credit, then we're going to dig more. If so, you already said that, it might pop up later on one of our other searches. As an investor, this never happens to me, and all I want is for this to happen. <laughs> or my dad lists a lot of my stuff, or the other agents I know really well. What never happens is the... More the mortgage loan officer calls when the, when it, the offer comes oh. in and calls like I want if there are offers coming in I want a loan officer to call me and be like yo so and so put the offer in I want to let you know I am on point boom 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 this is gonna mm. get done let me tell you about them they're fucking awesome and I'm gonna be like huh oh. I have my loan officers do that huh oh. listen if it's a difference of thirty grand obviously it's it might not be that helpful but if it's a difference of like five or ten grand it it will. That's the difference. And oh, I, yeah. I tell that to buyers also who are going in and they're a little afraid or using seller's concessions now. I'm like, look, if you need have when it comes down to putting an offer, I don't mind. Let me speak to the listing agent. Yeah. Because if they just hear, okay, yeah, they want to keep a little extra cash in their pocket or whatever it may be. Their credit scores are fine. Their ratios are fine. But this guy, I said, I'll talk you up. Fine. Let it. Yeah. Or at least reassure them exactly that you're on it. Yeah, like they want to feel that you've underwritten the deal, that you that the DTIs aren't like maxed out, mm-hmm. that it's not. That's what I want. I want to feel that the team, because I don't want to have to, once that thing is on the market under contract, I don't want to think about it because I have like right. a million other things that I'm doing. You want to yeah. let the process take care of itself. And if yeah. you have a good if you have a good buyer's agent and a good loan officer and a good attorney, that deal will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once is if the team is good. Yeah, like I don't want to hear from my attorney. Oh. You know, like they just called and said they need another two weeks. And then when I called them and said, why do you need another two weeks? They'll, it's just basically a mess. Like, oh, I didn't realize that their credit sucks. So I yanked them off the loan. Right. I'm putting their father on the loan. They need a co-signer. Like it's a shit right, show. That should have been done beforehand. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, what are you, I'm curious to know what you're doing specifically because it's like, it's very hard for agents right now. It's very, very hard. Um, we're getting people, I mean, we're getting offers accepted. We're putting multiple things under contract every single week. So everything we're doing is wow, really that's awesome. working. It's working well. One of the things we do sometimes is we have the loan officer call. Um, but, you know, we rely on a couple of things to get offers accepted. Um, one is the fact that we are working full-time agents who have a good reputation. Yes. So we use that frequently because other agents, if you know, if I'm representing the buyer, other agents want to work with us over somebody who doesn't do this every day. 
um, because we have a process and we no, follow up. Without a doubt. Um, so that's one piece of it. Um, we don't work, we don't really take our buyers out until they're really ready also. What do you we mean by that? We don't take the, we'll take them out once without being pre-approved. Mm. One okay. time without being pre-approved. So we'll take them out, we'll show them the house that they were really interested in, we'll tell them about the process because what happens is that they just need education because nobody's told them this before. Yeah. Is really what it comes down to. So we take them out, we give them the education, we tell them what needs to be done. What do you consider the education to be? Because the, the cycle of a buyer seems to be the same thing. Like they go out, they get nervous, they finally put an offer in, they get blown out, then they lose one they really, really wanted, and then they're then finally they really ready. Almost or... every single buyer yeah. has to get burned before they actually get something. Okay. Almost every single buyer does. Mm. Think it's just almost like the psyche of that, you know. It's like, oh, like you tell them, like, oh, the list price is four ninety nine. You're gonna have to go. I would recommend like five twenty, and they're like, that's not gonna go. My dad said I should offer four eighty, and you're <laughs> like, no, you should start at five twenty, and you might have to go higher. And you're giving them, you know, you're giving them good information. You're coaching them through the process. It's probably a trust thing, also. They don't. Yeah, it's trust also. And then what happens is they don't get the house. Mm -hmm. You, um, you know, you're like, oh, they it went for five forty. Do you guys ever? And this is something I just thought about while you were telling me this. Do you guys ever print out comps and say, listen, before we go out here and start making offers, I want you to see something so that you understand I'm not making this up. This thing was listed for four ninety nine. It sold for five fifty. And you show them yes. like whatever. Do you do I that? I will show them a spreadsheet. Like if they're lurking in certain towns, we show them a spreadsheet. This is the last ten houses that sold. That are similar to what you're looking for. This is where for. they were listed. This is where this they were listed. What the, this is what they sold for. Yes. Okay. And we do that. You know, it's just like, it's just like if you're preparing for a listing appointment, you're telling them what houses are selling for. You yeah. prepare your buyers in the exact same way you prepare your sellers. Okay. It's the reality of the market. So they don't know about the market. They, they have heard things. They might think that they know, but they don't know unless you give them hard facts. This would be a great TikTok. The um, this would be a funny ass TikTok. I haven't TikToked. The f you haven't TikToked? Can you first of all? Can you dance? Yeah, I can dance. Okay, I'm just curious. Because <laughs> I actually had this little boy at a party I worked showing me I'd never TikToked and okay. he's like, oh, you just follow. I'm like, this is so silly. <laughs> it doesn't. You don't have to do like I don't really know what I'm doing it's on TikTok. So cute, but I just I, I just fill TikTok with my stuff and we'll see what happens. Which yeah. a lot of people in real estate are doing now. TikTok is a crazy thing. Let me. I didn't really get it, and then I posted this video on TikTok that was. It was right after that whole thing with, with Trump came out about how they say he doesn't pay taxes. So I made a video saying, this is how Trump legally avoids paying taxes. Not a political video, but a let me explain to you how real estate investing mm -hmm. works from a depreciation and tax standpoint. This thing got 165,000 views. Get out. And then everything else got like 30. So like I have like <laughs> 50 videos, right? They all got like three views. And then this one video has like 160,000 views. it was political too. I don't even know. There's like, I don't know if there's, but it wasn't what political. It is, yeah. That's the thing. It had his name, but uh, there's something with Trump the algorithm. You had there and people said, what, what does he have to say? So if you guys did a 60 second like mini movie of the emotional roller coaster that is like the the buyer cycle of mm -hmm. when they like you first find they're like yeah and then the next thing is like it's a 400 I'm gonna put in 380 and then uh -huh. just they they miss it and they that's cry. a good idea we kind of did a similar we did a couple funny skits recently and I told yeah. you I have other ones that I want you in I'm down for that um, but that's a good one to do yeah the that would be a good one coaster. that would be a really good remember well I was actually telling her about it a couple weeks ago and I was like oh like I. You know, I always see my buyers go through the same process over and over again. And then suddenly it's like, I'm going through it myself. And I'm like, I really want to see the house right now. You know how like, like you get under contract and the buyers are like, can we just go see the house? Like, can we just go see it? And you're like, no, you can't just go see the house. Like somebody lives there. You can't just like go see <laughs> Wait, it. Wait, what do you mean? They want to keep going. And so... Like they want to so see excited. the house all the time because they're under contract for it and they're so excited oh. and they want to see the house all the time. Yeah, I so don't get those now things. I'm under contract for a house and all the time I'm like, I want to go see the house. I'm like, I really wish I could just get into the house right now. She's got and, oh, you're under contract to buy a house? Yeah. So, um, so then I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, this is what this is what they feel. This is what they feel. <laughs> like they like I feel Cause it's it because cool, now it's, you're going through. And now I'm it's like, it's a very emotional oh, thing. It's true. It's a real feeling. Yeah, it's a very that's like, interesting. They're not being a pain in the ass. They just like. I'm feeling it too. I just really want to get into the house. It's a, uh, <laughs> well, buying a house is a very emotional thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's supposed to be like a logical thing, but it's not. It's an right, and thing. it's our job to keep yeah. it logical and rational and be objective. And then, but now, like sometimes you just have to see their emotion. See, I think I have felt it the most for them when I've done it, like for family members or friends, mm-hmm. because they express it much more. So, yeah. how do you like as a loan officer? I feel like you have a big responsibility because people. And I guess you can only do so much for people. Like you can't be their parent, even though if you want to. But I'm there's their a lot. Therapist. I'm their therapist. <laughs> I yes. swear. It's but you're used to that. Marriage counselor. You're, you're used to that at yeah. this point. Um, what was I gonna say? You 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 cold call right? Yeah, we can do. I feel like you would be an an awesome cold caller. But that's that's a different topic. I don't know something about the voice. They just go in and right away. It's like ah, oh, let me tell you everything that went on, and you just just have to listen. <laughs> Okay. All right, we'll get you there. So as a loan officer, how do you, if you're looking at a file and these people just, like you can tell that they can't, they can't afford a certain lifestyle and they're like, they just, they just want it. They want to like ratchet up the, uh, like the loan amount. How do you deal with that? I think a lot of it is just general people skills. And it's knowing your audience and how they're going to react. And it's also the hard truth, too. And not sugarcoating it to an extent. Obviously not hurting their feelings, but yeah. being realistic. You don't want to set the expectation like, oh, yeah, this is totally realistic when it's clearly yeah. not. Feel like You make 50 grand. You shouldn't have a Ferrari and two houses and trying to buy a million right. dollar home. So, and even if they are in qualifying conditions, but it's also setting them, well, what is your lifestyle like? Is this, do you want to move to the next bracket because... What is your everyday life like? I don't know. Huh. And trying to kind of not make it like, hey, you irresponsible shit. <laughs> well, maybe uh, you no, like to re- spend more. And it's really nice. No, it's, it's nice that you that you go through that, though. Because I feel like most people don't. It's um, probably also keeps clients closer to you. And as yeah. much as some of them, you kind of want to run away because they're just beating a dead bush a lot of times or whatever they call it. Um, Horse. <laughs> bush. <laughs> um it's being a people person and just under, yeah. understanding your audience. And I say that in any conversation you have, if their credit's shit, whatever it may be, it's not just, okay, so you have bad credit, you're gonna have to work on that, give me a call. No, it's explaining why is your credit bad or... Yeah, well, plus I and think... And what do you have to do yeah. to fix it? You know, it's saying like, well, we can get you there, but we have to do this. And setting the expectation, look, we'll get you there. But it might not be in a couple months like you planned. It might be six months, but we're going to get you there. Yeah. I think a lot of things people don't realize is like people are very apt to count like realtor commissions or like to count what you guys can make as loan officers. But a lot of these relationships are like super, like it was a year and a half in the making. Like mm-hmm. somebody reaches out to you and like, I'm interested in buying or selling and you're coaching them through the process over X amount of time. Some people are like, right. oh, I want, I'm going to want to buy a house in a year and a half from now. Oh, well, we have to get your credit up. We have to do this. We have to do that. And it's like, You've invested so much time. If you think about mm-hmm. it, sometimes I've had some three years before yeah. where you just, I'm like, wait, when did I take that? Oh my gosh, no way. Yeah, that's the crazy. first application I ever took in this business. They're closing now. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't doubt it. What um, what are you guys doing on the marketing side of things? Like, um, I, you've done like a bunch of creative stuff that I see. Mm-hmm. Did I ever? Oh, no, I think we did talk about that. How? Which one? When we did that, we did that car karaoke video. We did that car karaoke video. That was like three years ago, wasn't it? And I, yeah, I got into like a crazy car accident like 30 yeah. seconds later. Mm-hmm. But for some reason I got so into it that I like started shimming and then I was like grabbing my nipples. Oh, and we then talked about I, this. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> then I was going for like this big development deal. And mm-hmm. some, this is why you, you whatever on the internet lives forever. Right. And, and the people who like were opposing the development found that video and mm-hmm. it was like everywhere. And they were just like, what kind of an asshole would sell a guy, this kind of guy a property? And it's like me squeezing my nipples in the backseat of your car. I don't know. You know. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. Right? <laughs> Back when you guys like, were killing the car videos. That's when we were killing the car videos, yeah. I miss uh, the car videos. I know, we, need, we gotta get back to the car videos. We haven't been doing them as often. Um, but yeah, I like to do like the top five videos mm-hmm. is what I, I like really like to do because they're point. really like just like five pieces of information that everybody needs to know about a very specific topic. Mm-hmm. And those are my favorite ones to do right now or the top No, that's fives. smart. No, it's good. It's to the point. Yeah. It's educational. Mm-hmm. Like you don't lose people. It's like mm-hmm. short. It makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been working on building up my website more, blog, what is your email website? platform. Are you blogging too? Um, You're I on am, it. You were doing it. I, it's. It's not all on there yet. So, like, if you search it today, it's not all going to be on there because we're still building it out. Um, 
but just trying to like increase everything as much as possible you know yeah. trying to be more organized and thoughtful about our content like we do a lot of content and we put it out there but we don't always put it out there in the most organized way because we're always just like content appointments yeah. content appointments you know like we're always like Cooked juggling dinner, back like and forth kids right it's just i don't so now i'm trying to be more like thoughtful and like schedule my posts and things like that more and nice. you know have you what have you seen a difference and what kind of difference since you started like posting and doing all these things like do you feel like the force do you feel like a change you feel business coming in as a result of it i felt like business has come in increasing has constantly been increasing since we first started doing videos yeah almost four years ago what are you doing videos yeah Just she's doing it with me yeah. oh yeah no that's how <laughs> but the thing is with the content and that's what we talk about all the time that it is another job it itself. is a lot it of is. work so i've been increasing and just being like more i've never really connected my work with my social media in the past two years i've upped it a lot like, okay and i see a difference in that just posting and, and then people are like hey can you share more info whatever it is which i see the difference big time yeah does it feel obnoxious sometimes yeah it does but and you you're the one who used to say consistency you have to keep got to keep doing it you just got to keep doing it mm -hmm. i um and, and it's interesting because well that that gentleman we were talking about before he told me that he quantified over like the last year like seventy eight thousand dollars worth of new loans written just directly just off right. of social media where he says he didn't know these people and they're like You'd yo i saw you on instagram so it's like it's a crazy 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 platform or people who knew you or knew love you but forget that you do that because you're yeah. not on their face enough which yeah. is the worst when you see someone or they they just bought and like oh damn i forgot you're in the industry mm -hmm. you and that's why it's like so to go to your point your point <laughs> I, uh, I schedule it so that it hits at certain times when people are more apt to see it. And so I would do it like eight o'clock in the morning Strategic, when people wake yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Then I'll hit it like right before lunch because people are gonna go get lunch and they'll look at their phone. Mm -hmm. Then like Evening right at like five o'clock and then I might throw like another that. one in at like seven, whatever. Yeah. And this is plus like stories mixed in and everything else. Right. Seven days a week. Yeah. Right. Like it's a lot. It never, and then the interesting thing is as you started, so I was doing it with doing it by myself and then I was doing it with Matt and then I started doing it with Levy. And then it got to the point where like Levy and I are just like, just Hammering dumping it. as yeah. much content as possible. Yeah. And it's still nowhere near as n the amount that I wanna do. But now I have people that, the more content you start putting out, then people start kind of like hating because you'll have people that, call, like I'll people call me up and be like, Dude, like, what are you? What are you trying to do? Like, you're trying to be like a celebrity. You're trying to do this. I'm like, no, no, no. And then some people get it, and some people don't. So with that comes a lot of like judgment there's, that you have to be ready mm -hmm. for. There's a lot of people who will judge you on social media. I oh, mean, yeah. do you you get it right? Like, you get judgment sometimes on social media. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we like, all do. Look, if you're getting enough attention at all. Yeah. You're gonna have haters. Yeah. No matter That's what. In anything. That's in any single thing you do. But guess what? We don't put our faces on benches anymore. No, doesn't make sense. We put our faces on social media. Yes. So just like like are you gonna go and call somebody an asshole because they have a bench on Merrick Road? Um, twenty years ago, no. This is so what why we're doing now. Yeah. why is, do it yeah. because somebody's doing it on social no. media? Like we're all you know, I'm sure that if, if this you wasn't... actually just posted something, I'm sorry to interrupt, but exactly about that. Oh, about, about benches and that was year old agents. You watch my stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See? I'm like in my own little world. I put the, like, I'm, I'm, I, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, it, but no, the world's great. changing. The world is changing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Up and, times. and who is anybody in this entire world Preach. to judge anybody else Preach. for doing their job and making money and supporting their life? Are you gonna drop an F bomb? I like when you drop F bombs. Oh, it just didn't come naturally. I know, that time. It, just, it didn't fit. So then <laughs> But I, really, like, so then like I, you don't judge um, the dad who is an accountant and goes into the city every day or whatever for doing his job. This is our job. No, it's true. I um so I wanna I'm gonna tell you guys about what we were talking about before, that, that text thing. I think you should get on this. Uh -huh. Oh, the app. All right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this app's called community. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I stole this thing from Gary Vee. I can't even take credit for this. But it's it's an app. So it's an app that goes on your phone. It's the one that he texts me through? Do you, does he? <laughs> does he do you he gets, Do you have it with him? He gets a text. Yeah, I get Gary Vee's text. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. you so you have, um, 
You have and a text. It feels so personal, right? No, it, no, it's him. It it's like he's really talking. No, it is. To it's me. really no, it's really him. <laughs> no, I know it's really him. <laughs> I know it I'm is. I'm just saying, like, I know it goes out to everybody. Now you guys are making you fun know. of me. No, uh, I'm not making fun uh. of you. I'm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. No, this is. I think you should do this because I think it'd be awesome for you and for you and your business. Uh huh. So. So they sign up for our texts. You get this. You go to community. It's uh-huh. it's an app, right? They give you a phone number. Mm-hmm. It's not your real phone number, but okay. it's a phone number. And it goes to the app, like uh, like a Google Voice type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't call it. You can only text it. Mm-hmm. And then you put it out there and you're like, hey, listen, for if, I, if I'm you, I'm like, hey, Rebecca Cohen, if you're a first-time home buyer and you have any kind of questions about buying your first home, I know it's a stressful process. We're here to help you. If you have any questions anytime, just text me in this number and I'll get back to you. And then they'll text you. And then 30 minutes out of your day, you go to you go to it and you respond to the text messages and uh-huh. it's it's a way to engage with people mm-hmm. and on top of that you are also um, you can divide it up into different types of groups of people so you get okay. their inf- you get their birthday you get their info you get their mm-hmm. phone number who they are and you put them into different groups mm-hmm. so then after you've helped them for like three months with all their questions if you feel like marketing something like a listing or you know that you're looking for more business whatever it is you can send a mass text out to different either one person groups of people people by their birthdays and it's like a super powerful mm-hmm. way to market that nobody else is doing mm-hmm. right you know you don't know anybody else on Long Island other than me with a with a text number. Oh, I do not. Exactly. But I'm going to have to get uh, one today. Ah! <laughs> if nothing else comes from this. I love this idea. because Same thing with mortgages. Because look, people it's a separate are more number, likely right? to reach out to you via text. <laughs> yes. yes, it's a separate number. It's a separate number. It goes to the app. So you log into the app when you're ready. So it doesn't have to be going off all day and night. Mm-hmm. And again, same thing. You know, my name's Danielle. Listen, mm-hmm. the mortgage process is is very complicated, et cetera. If you have any questions, hit me up at any time. Boom, boom, boom. And... and People hit you up. Hmm. That's but great. why is it because then you know what they want to know? Easier to do it that way as opposed to just sending out. Well, we can't really do. Well, because you can text send it out to. Yeah, yeah, you can't send out mass text really without. So you, yeah, another, you could, without some type of a platform. Exactly, right. and that's the platform. And then because the social media platforms, some of them aren't working as well because there's so much. Like, mm-hmm. as much as if I'm following two thousand people and I'm really into your stuff, but I'm looking through my feed, there's so much crap in my feed now, like stories and stuff, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I might not see something that you posted that I really thought was, that I would have thought was interesting. Right, because Instagram changed the way that things are. And that's always gonna happen. There's more people in it. There's more ads, there's more information, there's more Mm -hmm. everything. So this is kind of like like the newer way. This will get blown up in like two years. In like two years, we'll be here and we'll be like, remember we used to do the text thing? Now we're doing this (laughs) instead. Um, so yeah, it here first. That's my new shtick. Okay. I hope you guys do it because I think it'll be I'm cool. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to download it. Community. I'm going to do it today. Community. Yeah. Definitely. It's going to work. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Check it out. People love to text. Yes. Like they like to hide behind a text too if they can. I like to. Which is nice. Yes. Because like they can that sort kinda, of like ask you a question without you knowing who they are necessarily. Or, text kind of drives me nuts. Oh, you mean because people text too much? No, no, no. Pizza. I like to talk to people and I'd rather right. have the conversation. Like mm-hmm. people that I have friends that like fight with their girlfriends via text. Oh yeah. And I'm like, uh, pick up the phone. Like, pick up the phone you, and how do you do, do, do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes no sense to pick me. Up no. The phone. I don't I don't like I don't do uh that. No. 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 I didn't think so. Because you can the long paragraphs that you're just sending, you could have picked up the phone and gotten over in two seconds. I think I have been like I have like felt heated at one time. Or like at different times, I felt like really heated, and I'll just need to like get something out. Do you write the text and then delete it? Is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> no, no. Like I'll write it out. I'll be like, I'm not arguing with you on text. These are just the things that I want you to know, and we can talk about it later. Like I'll do that sometimes because I just need to get it out. And then it turns into an argument. No, it doesn't. Actually, it doesn't turn into an argument. Can it'll picture just be Rebecca like, arguing with it'll anybody. It'll just be like, this is what I just need to say. Be like yes. And we'll talk Passive about aggressive. it later when we have time. No. But this is it. And I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but I also uh, think giving the texting to clients also, even if it's as much as rejection, it's easier in text, which is fine. If you don't want to work with me anymore, at least we got that. If you want to text the phone, me, they yeah. might Just answer. don't break up in a text message. That's all I'm saying. No text message breakups. No, no text breakups. No. That's the worst. You guys are awesome. Whether you're a client or a relationship. You guys are awesome. We should have announced this at the beginning, but we'll announce it at the end. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where they can find you because you guys are awesome. Go.
Danielle Adronado, United Mortgage, based out of Levittown at the Home Buyer Learning Center. You are the only person that ever realized that you should look at your camera. Did I? That I was, mean, yes, I mean, that was epic. And you did it with such, camera? yes, oh, you guys have God. a camera. Boom, oh, exactly. God. She did that and she immediately went into <laughs> news anchor mode. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, Rebecca Cohen with the Aaron Bates Real Estate Team. Um, we are all over Nassau County and Western Suffolk County and Queens. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube at Aaron Bates Real Estate. That's it. I'm the handsome home buyer. If you want to text me on my new community platform, it's 516-871-3511. More importantly, if you have a permit problem, you call the captain, 516-513-8838. And if you have a house that stinks like cat pee and is filled with mold and nastiness, you call me directly at 516-777-SOLD. That's a wrap. Mm -hmm.